Hello, you are listening live to the Flyers Podcast in all the land. This is Stat Lines Matter, where we bring to you a combination of the entertainment industry and the world of sports, and it's brought to you by some guys that have made their name and made their reputation right here in the music industry. I am Mark E. Stewart. This is my esteemed partner, Rob I'm esteemed Hunter. two weeks two in week, a row. Two weeks in a row. Esteemed. Two you weeks are, in a row, guys. Yes. Did y'all know that it was going to last another week? The well, you, hey, you keep doing a great job, man. Then I, sound, keep, I keep being esteemed. You, yeah, you sound amazing. Oh, thank, well, thank you, you very much. You do a great much. job on the podcast. Before we um, get going, I want to uh, publicly um, congratulate you and your wife on your uh, 12, 12 years married as of uh, earlier this week. Um, you guys are celebrating your anniversary, so um, you know, congratulations to you and uh, Marie. Twelve years of slave, hilarious. <laughs> Run it, but thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, and thank you for the wonderful bottle of rosé you sent over last night. He rosé. He wasn't even in the restaurant, and and the man come over with the apron on, and he said, "Oh, uh, compliments of he said Marty <laughs> and Judy funny. Stewart." <laughs> He said that Marty and Judy Stewart, and we didn't even correct him. We were like, hey, you got you, you got the bottle in him. your hand. You, know you should have busted him over the head with that, Marty. <laughs> but uh, but like, yeah, so thank you very nah, much, nah, man. Nah, that absolutely. Was, that was really cool. Nah, that was uh it was definitely our pleasure. We wanted to just send a little love and support Yahweh from some people who have been married quite longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that was heavyweight though. We we didn't we didn't see that coming, so we appreciate it. Nah, man, it was my pleasure. Um Earlier, we uh, one of the things I want to get into right off the rip, um, I want to talk about this Tiger Woods win in the Masters. Um, we saw it this past weekend. Not a lot of people thought he could do it. I probably was one of those people that didn't think we'd ever see him in the winner's circle again, mainly just because of his uh, um, injuries. You know, four what four back surgeries, knee surgeries. You know, when you anytime you get into that, and plus his game was such a power based game. Um, so obviously he's had to reshape all of that, but he got back in to the winner's circle, and I think it's sort of created some interesting things, and it got me to thinking about some things um, about how we accept Tiger, uh, the redemption story, because I think that's a lot of why people connect to it. Uh, it seemed to really take over all my timelines on all my social media. What was your sort of initial take um, watching it or not watching it? Did you even watch it? I mean, I watched probably collectively like 11 minutes. You, I mean, you know. Of the whole weekend? Yeah, I mean, because you, know, you know, I was, I, I was rooting against Tiger. You know, I, I uh, you know, so so I did not watch. Once I found out he was in the lead, I was watching, hoping he missed putt after putt, and he kept stroking it. Full he disclosure: kept, I was literally watching it, rooting for him to bogey each and every hole. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. So so once once it once he took a two stroke lead on seventeen, I turned it off. Yeah, it was, it, and that was because, yeah. and he made this amazing shot that a veteran player would make because I think the guy prior to him, the Italian dude. Uh, Gino Scratagracci or whatever his name Scratagalacchi. Um, <laughs> that's racist. I think we just said something racist. That's all good. Um, it's all good. We're we uh, getting a little get back. <laughs> he hits one <laughs> in the water, and right. Tiger kind of recognized that the tournament was 
in his grasp, and he hit a very safe shot onto the green, he two-putt, and maintained the lead because it could have got weird for a second, but he just handled his business. And it was interesting, though, because, I, I like I said, I um, I don't mess with Tiger Woods. Um, and me and you, actually, although we agree on very little, this is one of the things that we see absolutely exactly the same. Um, and it has nothing to do with his infidelity, although I don't believe in that, um, or who he chose to be single with or any of those things. It had to do strictly with how he's chummied up to uh, the, I don't even call him the president, the 45. guy occupying yeah. the Oval office he's just in there he's just in there i don't know what he's doing he in there well, playing cards playing, and, and going to play golf and <laughs> um and he's really sort of chummied up to him at a time where i think it's just irresponsible um for decent people but particularly decent people of color who i feel like um 45 is attacking on a day in day out basis so i have a real big problem with tiger but one of the things that i found that was really interesting was a lot of a lot of African-American people on my timeline, a lot of black folks on my timeline, put that all aside and were very much taking ownership in his win. You know, I think I'm trying to understand, I think, the history of Augusta National, the factors in that. I think people see that as a certain thing and they take it as like a a, a win for us. I don't know how they arrive at that, yeah. but... I think that's how people take it. I'm trying to figure it out because I don't know and I haven't had the opportunity to ask enough people. Now, that was sort of the initial thing. As the week has gone on, I've definitely seen more of a groundswell of people who were sort of bold enough, like bold enough like you and I, to kind of go, eh, I can't really root for this guy. Like, I can't really support this. And that seems to be taking a, uh, that seems to be rising. Yeah, I, well, I mean, we obviously, like like you just stated, we felt the same way, and I, I know I I don't get it. Okay, if you're a fan, let's say we're all supposed to be fans of Kaepernick, Stan. Well, well, oh, go Cap, yeah. I mean, we that's messed up. The Trump, you know, called him a son of a bitch, and everybody that kneeled a son of a bitch, and you know, and then so we we would Cap. We're all with Cap, and so by extension, we're against what you know, the police brutality and the things that Trump actually has uh, championed from the mic while he's been the president. Right. And we're against that because that's what Cap was kneeling exactly. for. And so so, so it, I can't be cool with somebody that's okay with that. And, and so if Tiger Woods is playing golf with somebody like that, you can't be, to me, what, what I'm saying is in a very convoluted way, you can't support Cap and then support Tiger. That... That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So 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 if I'm with Cap, okay, do you think Cap would be cool with Tiger? Or do you think that Cap would want to play a round of golf with President Trump? No. So what I'm saying is you, you can feel however you want to feel. But to me, you can't have it both ways. And I think that for us to try to force someone uh, and claim them who seemingly who seemingly has done everything he could, particularly since his father passed, seemed like because he seemed to devolve from a socially conscious uh, standpoint, because if you look at some of his interviews back when he was a teenager, uh, one interview in particular, Trans World Sports, is an Australian publication, interviewed him, and he said, and, and maybe some of you guys have seen these interviews since uh, since he's won. He said the, the the interviewer asked him, you know, about 
you know, the, any of the racism that he has he experienced any now. And he says, yeah, all the time. He was, you know, when I pull up, you know, when I, especially when I go to Florida and, and Texas, he was like, I feel it all the time. And, you know, I, I would imagine that that was a very real thing for him. When you pull up to the course looking like Ilian Gonzalez with your hair poking out, you know what I'm saying? Your out hat, the side of the cap. Yeah, out the side of the cap. You're going to experience. Like bump wheels. Yeah, you're going to experience some. And so I think it feels like with each check cashed, he's become a little. So, so they asked him, you know, what tournament would you win, would you like to win most? So this is him at 14 years old basically saying, I want to win uh, the Masters because of how black people were treated down there in Augusta. He yeah. said oh, that, how they weren't even said, allowed to play until. He said yeah. it would be a big win for us, us me being a black And I think that's golfer. the last time he said us. Yeah. No, well, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, but I will say this because I was thinking the same thing and you, you kind of stole my thunder and it made me wonder how much of that was his dad, Earl, putting those things into him and sowing those things into him so he did have a sense of consciousness. Or maybe even worse, or not, I don't say even worse, but maybe, like, like maybe, like, really bad, maybe it was just a Nike narrative. Maybe it was, like, a Nike intentional, like, this is our initial messaging to launch your career. Maybe it's something he never believed. From day one, maybe he was put up to it by Nike and 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 the people around him, his handlers. Maybe, yeah. But I think you know, I I, I think that just it just seems to have with with more popularity, the less the, the more you're accepted by white people. And reason why I'm saying that in particular is because when your popularity grows, particularly in the sport of golf, more white people are going to know who you are. When we see when black people see someone particularly doing. Uh, in any sector that is predominantly white, we automatically give Lynn support, you know, so this in golf or tennis, you know, we kind of, we kind of automatically go, okay, you know, this is a, this is a sport dominated by mostly Caucasian people. And because and it's so, exclusionary, right? Like it, call it what it is. It's, it's not in, it's not, those sports were not in, they're not inclusion sports. So we get to it. Like, and when we have somebody that we feel like represents us, then we're super excited. What makes it worse is like I think Tiger played into it at the time, and I don't know the timeline, but it seemed like Serena and Venus were sort of coming around in and around the same time, and then Tiger. So we were all really excited, and I think Tiger played into it with all of us, saying us and this, that, and the third. And like you said, I feel like after his dad died, we heard a little bit less. And 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 let me let me go on the record because I like first of all, I'm not I don't have any issue with who he married, any of that stuff. I don't have an issue with, like, I feel like the infidelity is something between him and his wife. None of my business, none of the public's business. I mean, although he, you know, like uh, like Mo Green said of Fredo in, in The Godfather, he was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time and the players <laughs> couldn't get a drink at the table. Yeah, he was doing that. That doesn't bother me really either. Just what got really bothered me in this time in my life, because I wasn't here in the 60s, where there was so much overt sort of divide that was inspired and in, in, in initiated by the government or people who were representing us in the government. Like, this is, this is not the time to be on the wrong side of, of history. And I understand, and me and you have this conversation all the time, and I would love our white listeners that we have to chime in because this is about discourse. We're not trying to um, exclude you from the discussion. We'd love to hear your perspective. But... I think that you can sometimes understand why 
everybody just kind of staying with the status quo is good for them because it doesn't affect them at all. You don't sometimes worry about these things until they sort sort of show up at your door. And that's what we're starting as people of color. We start to see when it's issues of police brutality, when it's issues of immigration. My wife's uh, my wife's Mexican. Her parents were from Mexico. They were immigrants to this country. So these things are showing up more at my door. So they're they're more passionate for me. Sure. But if it wasn't, maybe you just move through it. Yeah. Well, and, but and, but I always say any type of struggle is not about the people that are afflicted. The struggle is about those who are not afflicted. What are you going to do about it? The Me Too movement, in my opinion, is not about the women. The women. Anytime you're directly affected by any type of. Uh, discrimination, of course you're going to rally. But it's about, the Me Too movement is about me. What am I going to do? Am I going to raise awareness? Because right. I'm not affected. Right. I'm not a woman. So it's it's more about those standing by watching the injustice go on. Right. You know, so because if you getting, if you're the one that, if you're part of the demographic that, that police are, un, you know, killing unjustly, unarmed, all of those things, then of course you're going to feel some sort of connection with sure. that. But that's not, it's about those that that don't represent that demographic. How do you feel about these other people? You know what I'm saying? It's about right. what are you going to do to step in, right. you know, because you're in a safe space. Right. That's why I always, and not to go down this road, that's why I always had love for, you know, all those nameless soldiers that came down in the 60s and, you know, in the, in the civil rights movement, all of those, all of those white priests and all those people that came down yeah. to join because they didn't have to do that. Yeah. And so, you know, I think I think for Tiger, um, it seemed like the more checks he cashed and the more popular he became, he became a little less fight fight the power, a little more Carlton Banks. You know, he just he just it seems because yeah. because because I think that you know <laughs> when he was when he when he was doing the you know doing the interviews, he said that they asked him, you know, do you think you could be you know as big as Jack Nicholson? He said I could be bigger. He said, because right. I'm black. Yeah. He said, I can be bigger than him. He said, particularly to the black people, I can be the Michael Jordan of golf. Right. He's be, because I'm black. In 1997, after he won the Masters, I believe it was after he won the Masters, he said it bothers him that people think that he's black. He said it bothered him that people classify him as a black golfer. I'm just me. I'm just brown. So he went from wanting to represent and carry the flag of diversity in golf to being bothered, being, uh, being considered that. You know, and I think that yeah. so th th those are the things that are frustrating for me uh, as being a huge Tiger supporter and then having him, you know, you know, essentially what seemingly devolved over over this time. And then, you know, playing those two rounds of golf with 45, it just very, particularly when 45, you know, has not shown himself to be the biggest friend of diversity. Oh, 1000 percent. One of the things that I found interesting is with black people who were on my timeline. We started doing this thing of separating the deed from the person, separating the accomplishment from the person. And I, I think, you know, sometimes in black America, we, we can do that. We can do that when we when we talk about R. Kelly or, we you know, you know, it's still the songs, though. I still like to, you know, you remind me of my Jeep, you know, mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. And we, we seem to be OK with 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 that or some version of that. This one is a little harder for me um, because I use. In certain things, I just draw a line. And with Kelly, I drew a line. Certain people, I just draw the line. And with Tiger, I just drew the line. Like, I couldn't even, and I'm a sports guy, and I couldn't find the sports story in it. Now, one of the things that I also think was interesting, because when Tiger had his fall from grace, um, infidelity, and I've never seen an athlete's career be affected by infidelity in the way his did, although 
it was public and so much of his business ended up coming out in the street. And so sponsors ran. I think there's only two that remain, uh, Nike and somebody else. But even Nike closed like the like the Tiger Golf Division. Um, it's like a lot of people seem to pull back from him. Um, his mainstream fans, his white fans, because he cheated on Elon and he did all these things and, and he was hitting, knocking down Hooters. Sex rehab. Yeah, yeah, all of that. And everybody sort of ran away. That's and then when a good he started, place to go pick up chicks, though. But yeah. then it, I, I, I had to ask myself, is it a hell of a lot easier for those fans to come back and and root for the redemption story because they know that he's down with 45? Because if we look at the people who are historically golf fans, these are not... And I'm not, this is a generality, but these are not liberal Democrats and it's not usually diverse. It's a white male dominated sports, sport, particularly when you go down to Augusta National. It's the country club. It's the country club. It's, it's literally, by definition, it's the country club. Where, and where, where we've where literally Republicans been excluded, go to do their business. Yes, where they still have all white country clubs right yeah. now because they're private. To this day. To, to, right, right now. To this day. You know, and so, and so, and so when, so when you when you do look at that when you see when you see who's cheering for him the hardest and then you go on your is that timeline, just the cynic in me or is that a real thing because I I looked at that and I'm going I'm cynical no I'm like you guys are all cheering for him and you hated him because he cheated on his wife because I know why I don't mess with him right but that's not the reason you don't mess with him. right right yeah and and I think you know I I, I think that um you know given you know given given Tiger and given where he is now and how we got here, I think those are all fair questions to ask. Yeah. You know, and, I, and so when you analyze it, I just don't understand why so many minorities are trying to claim this as a victory when he's seemingly done everything he can do to not even referring to himself as black to, to separate himself. Like, right. you, look like you're, you look like you're chasing a girl that you're never going to get. Right. And you have no chance in getting. And right. she and she doesn't want to get with you, but yet you continue to try to claim right. to claim that. And he and he is when 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 a golfer or when a person says it bother he said it bothers me that people consider me to be a black golfer. Well, can that, I, can that I, is disturbing. Can, well, can I offer in his to defend him just a bit? I think that for in black circles that gets torn a little bit out of the context because I think what he was saying or trying to say, or maybe the wider uh, quote was to be only viewed as the black golfer, not viewed as a championship golfer. And, you know, because sometimes that gets hung on people where you're the black quarterback or you're the black this or you in that. And sometimes like as a championship player, you want to be like, all right, I'm a golfer now. It's like, like going around continuing to call Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the woman on the Supreme Court. At some point, you just want to be Supreme Court justice or or something like that. I think the, the, the context of it wasn't to go, don't call me black. I think it was like, don't try to label me as only that. Okay, but then you got, but then you have, you know, the, the comments and all the all the other behaviors after that. That, that that's why it's so disturbing because he's not he because he's not claiming it at well, all. Well, and I think there's I, the optics of it. So so if he would have said yes, I'm black, but I'm I'm more than that. Right. Then, then you go. Well, okay, and that's, that's why I think the and that's why I think the the overall, 
you know, because it's been some years since the quote. I think sometimes like ninety seven. Yeah, we can yeah. sort of drill a quote down to to sort of be the thing that we need it to be. Um, let me ask you this: more getting back to the sport part of it. You say I'm forcing the facts to fit my narrative. No, 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 I'm not, no, no. I'm saying I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm saying that that quote has taken on a life, a little bit of a life on its own in certain black uh, circles. Um, but back to on the sports end of it, do you is is he back? Does this win sort of ring off anything? Did you, like obviously he played four great rounds of golf. Stuff. I think it's the first time in a while that he's done that. Do you can see him picking up where he left off, or is this kind of like a, no, a, no, a thing? no? He he's back. He you don't win a major and not. Particularly with obviously he's had he's got the track record you know I forget how many majors he's won I think it's fifteen fifteen, 15 now, now yeah. you know and play the way that he played and have the pedigree that he has and don't think that another major he's not going to be knocking you know knocking on the door for some more so Tiger yeah, and, he has and, a sixth and a and, second yes in and, and as a matter of yeah. fact he's actually he's actually been playing good golf in prior years where he's actually been on the course and had some sustained. Uh, tournament have like play. one bad round. Yeah, or but something he's like but that. he's been. Yeah. The, I think he's won the FedEx Cup uh, since then. I think he's you know he's been and he's been ranked number one. So it's yeah. not like he ain't been back. It's just the Tiger standard of being back. So right. I mean, so if we're if, if we're separating you know all the ancillary stuff that's away from the the greens, if you will, in the fairway, and we just focus on that. Right. Uh, I mean, he's he yeah definitely back. I it's funny though because like I was never a golf fan until Tiger Woods started playing. Then I got into it. Like, I think a lot of black people got into it after fools was out buying clothes and clubs and thinking they can golf and they couldn't. Um, and I, then and then I just sort of, like, I got over it. Like, when Tiger started to struggle, like, my attention sort of, like, I'm a, I was a Tiger fan. And I sort of went away, not because of his infidelity, whatever, just because he wasn't winning and he wasn't showing up. He was hurt. Like, he literally wasn't playing golf most weeks. No, he, for, his back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like his back. I think was he had knee surgery of, too. Yeah, a, a couple times. And you know, so I mean, you know, from a, from a redemption standpoint, you know, obviously this is one of the biggest comebacks that I think sports has ever seen. So you know, if you just want to talk about it within the context of you know just the sports aspect of it, there's a lot to buy in for here. Um, I just, and I think you, we just, you know. There's certain lines that we just draw on. Yeah, scene. I can't. Like, in so. his redemption, I really, there's a part of me that wished that it meant more to me. And it, there's a part of me that wished that I was going to tune in to watch the next major to see if he can do it again. And to be really honest, I don't care. Yeah, but I mean, and but, you know, and we're going to be in the minority on that because ratings are going to be through the sure. freaking roof the next major. The next time he steps on the on the, uh, on the the green or the fairway to tee off. Yeah. It's gonna be must see TV, and it's gonna be TV that I that I will. I'm gonna avoid. Opt out. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid it, and and I'll I'll be alone in my principles. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just you know, like now I won't be making a big deal about it, but I'm gonna step away uh, from all of that. Um, I would like to revisit uh, a story that I think we talked about. I want to say either on the last part or the one before that, where my man uh, Russell Wilson issued. The Seattle Seahawks, what about, I think about two weeks, at least when he went public with it anyways, uh, an ultimatum. He said, I want to be signed by tax day, and I want my money. I need to be highest paid player, and I want my money. And, like, to me, the most gangster thing in the world, because we don't expect that from Russell Wilson. And lo and behold, I woke up 
literally, like, kid you not, I woke up, like, middle of the night to use the bathroom. And like a lot of people, I checked my Instagram. You got to check your Instagram. You got to check your Instagram. On that walk to the to the toilet. Yeah. And I'm looking at my Instagram, and right there at the top was Russell Wilson laying up with Sierra in the bed going, hey, we got a deal. We got our deal done. Hey, did you see? Like, did you see? Did y'all see the way she she was holding him? <laughs> yeah. She I she was nestling. And yeah. I never seen a black person nestle before. Yeah. Like I only thought it was for white folks could nestle, but apparently, you know, you get sixty five million. Know. I nestle. I, you get, I mean, yeah, you think you nestling. They that was nestling. And she like I was like, man, I wish my woman would hold me like that. But I mean, when you get sixty five million, you know, no, one forty. Yeah, I'm saying, but he got sixty five guaranteed. On the, he got on this on your on woman. X. Your woman gonna hold you different. She gonna caress you a little different when you get that uh, sixty-five million. Yeah, <laughs> and he and he would lay it up there. He had his chains on. And stuff, yeah, you know like I was like, oh, he was looking like a big old pimp. Hey, big old pimp. <laughs> so now Sierra ain't never got to worry about. She, they could finish that Indian transformation. You know Yo, I mean? I'm like, not gonna have that. Like like now, Sierra's my friend. I'm hey, not gonna I'm have just you saying, talking about now no that Indian. Indian hair gonna be going straight out that's, the skull. That's like hair straight from out Atlanta. She got Atlanta Georgia she hair. Be, she got her own <laughs> she Indian has, virgin she, Indian hair going right out the follicles from the <laughs> cow cutter. She got that cow cutter, boy. <laughs> so, Sierra, this is not me. This is so, right. Hey, hey, shout out to Sierra. You <laughs> no, know but I mean? seriously, shout out to um to Russ. For um, and his agent um, together, they they uh, did a great job. If you look at his numbers, he's very deserving of yes. um, of that contract. I said that on the podcast. Seventy two touchdowns over the last two years, most by any player. Yeah, I mean he's 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 great on the field. He's a wonderful example off the field. He does everything right. Um, you know, I even think getting with Sierra was great. Cause she brings a cool factor to him. He's getting cooler every day as yes. a result. Um, he's super supportive of her, um, and, and which is something that I felt like as a person who knows her that she needed that somebody who was really sort of um, unconditionally in her corner and is giving her a lot of power to do the things she's doing with her music. And a shout out to her; she got a record dropping. Yeah, and 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 I know you know most of our listeners haven't had the opportunity to. to have any personal dealing with she's a great person yeah she's a great person and and she you know they their union they look happy and yeah that's really all yeah you can and really i'm I'm, I'm i'm definitely cheering for them as a couple definitely russ you know i'm not a seattle fan but i cheer i root for him um let me ask you this question why does it seem that like kind of connecting this to the tiger Woods story why does it seem that Black people don't connect with Russ like we have other black quarterbacks, whether like Michael Vick. Like, we took such an ownership in Michael Vick, even before the dogfighting situation, which a lot of people felt there was a divide with that. Um, why don't we mess with Russ? I mess with Russ. No, I mean, Russ, Russell Wilson is everything you would want your kid to be. To be. Role model, yeah, all role that. Model, why know? don't we... Why are we not on him like that? Man, you, you know, I don't know this is going to sound uh, like an indictment, if you will, of of, uh, of our people. But I think anytime you know, when you carry yourself kind of like a uh, – I, I don't want to say uh, like a goody two-shoes, but when you carry yourself with a certain, uh, you, you know, principles and things, not, and not that we're not, but he, he, he brought those out front. You know, I, I'm – you know, I'm a – 
uh, he 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 was the uh, he holds the Bible uh, meetings for for his team. Yeah, um, he speaks the King's English, you know, <laughs> and and a lot of times, you know, you know, I mean, when people find out you speak the King's English and that's your default, they're like, oh, you trying to talk white, you know? And I think I think a lot of that, like you know, when you when you and it's not very familiar in urban communities. The Russell Wilson guy, who's more familiar, is the Mike Vick, is the you know Cam Newton, somebody that you know that likes to. Cam Newton's obviously got a big personality, right. you know, um, and, and somebody that kind of is just more familiar with. And I was gonna a, say, a like guy. in the end, there might not be very many differences between a Cam and a Russ, right? But we seem to identify. And I remember, and I said this to you, um, like last year or a couple years ago. I also felt like the same sort of thing would happen with Curry, like. Everybody saw Curry one way. It was like you had to be either a LeBron fan or a Curry fan, and everybody had Curry in the box and LeBron in one box. And it sort of went away when Durant came because then there was was a new narrative. There was a new asshole. There was somebody Mm -hmm. new to sort of put in that position, you know, in terms of this, like, villain and, you know, like this thing that we like to create. I don't know what it is, but I would think that people who do things right, do it the right way, represent their community, represent their families, represent loyalty to their wives and their their whole thing, I would think that would be celebrated a little bit more. But I, I've always messed with Russ. I'm just surprised how much love that he doesn't get relative to the guys that have that not nearly as accomplished on or off the field. Yeah, I, I just think, like I said, I just think it's some more of a familiarity thing. You know, when you go into some of the most underserved communities – the guys don't look and talk like Russ, you right. know, and, and and they look and talk like Michael Vick. They look and talk like uh, uh, Cam Newton. You know, they you know they look and talk like um, you know even even uh, you know Tyrod Taylor. They, they, right. Just though, just that that urban swag which he doesn't have. So I don't necessarily even know he getting it though. Oh man, he getting all kind of <laughs> urban getting it, swag. He getting it though. And and, and 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 shout out to yeah, Sierra with Go Hawks. <laughs> like yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Right? Nah, for sure. Um you know, so like I said before, great job to him for getting that deal. This is the most lucrative uh in history. He's deal in one. history. Yeah, number 1. Um and, and we'll see how long it stays there cuz these things tend to change every year or two. 35 million a season. Yeah, but I mean 65 on signing, 107 guaranteed of the 140 and that's so we're clear that's new money. So he's still going to get the the 18 or 19 yeah, for no, this season. Yeah, and he's got a no trade clause. Yeah. And uh so and it kind of puts them in a little bit of a bind not to go down this hole, but I mean you know Bobby Wagner and uh, the pass rusher Frank um, Frank Clark. Uh, yeah. They they have to figure out Frank Clark has been you know was yeah. scheduled. He's scheduled to make seventeen million dollars, fourteen sacks last year. You know, so we'll see how that all unfolds. But uh, yeah. I mean, they they got their guy, and since he's been starting, seven of the six years. No, I'm sorry, six of the seven years they've got ten wins, and that that the year they didn't get ten wins, they got nine. Right. And just quickly, I want to just underscore. That's winning. As great, no, that is winning. Uh, as great as that was, uh, negotiation and use of leverage and all that, I want to also send, I guess in theory, I'm sending a shout out to the Braves organization for completely getting over on Acuna and Albies, signing them to what will be very team friendly. I'll, I'll put the positive spin on it. They signed Acuna. What's Acuna's first name? Ronald. Ronald Acuna for eight years, $100 million. So he's making, what's that, $12.5 million a year. Mm -hmm. Two to three years from now, that will be an absolute bargain because his production will be 
top five, top ten in baseball, if it isn't already. Uh, Albies, similar situation. They got him for a very paltry uh, seven-year, $35 million, $5 million a season. That's already a steal. No, it's a, it's it's a steal. It's a huge steal, but that's just you know, bad representation. He's, but he's making roughly twenty times what he, what he was made. getting. Yeah, it he was, was going to make like three hundred and thirty-five thousand yeah. dollars, which you ain't made since you was about twenty-two. <laughs> I mean, been that low. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so in his so in 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 his defense, you know, I, I think you know you had, he saw an opportunity to to you know make yeah mid to seven get figures. what you could get now. Yeah, um, and uh, so and it was obviously. We're gonna take that deal all day, and we're I'm a Braves fan, so you know that that puts us in prime position to go out and get some big arms on the mound. So, uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to to the Braves organization. No, it's savvy. It's savvy deal making from the organization standpoint. Um, and and here's the thing that that I know not a lot of people are talking about, but the Braves seem to be locked in with all of these power arms that they're bringing into the big leagues that they're using to just put all through everybody's bullpen. Because now you have the whole thing about two times through the lineup for most pitchers, and then they want to get the guy out of there. Um, so then you bring in these power arms. What usually happens, like post-PED, pre-PED, when the guy gets about 30, you lose that. You start to lose bad speed. And if you guys got power arms, we're seeing more guys throw 96, 97, 98 miles an hour. If you can't turn for, for, a ninety-seven and mile later out, in their careers, right? They've been able, like you know, Roger Clemens was like the first one that right. we really saw. But and, and that was in the PD. But now yeah. you see guys oh, without PD yeah. getting, and every team's got a guy that can pump it up there, 96, 97, 98, for an inning or two. And if you can't turn those pitches around at thirty, mm-hmm. you're not getting that contract like that. So them locking these guys in to about twenty-nine or thirty. Is super smart, and then they can make a really good decision and go back to them and go, look, you're gonna your skills are gonna fall off the cliff, and we're gonna pay you accordingly. And if they're very tradable contracts, so even when they get to the end of the deal, when they still have value, they can trade those guys, and anybody will give up prospects to get these guys who will still be producing at five million dollars or at twelve sure. and a half. I mean, yeah. it's really, really savvy stuff on the part of the team. But as a person who represents people for a living, I'm offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and 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 that's you know, I guess a direct. And, I mean, if you Google particularly Albie's contract, you'll just see worst contract. Is this the worst contract in Major <laughs> League history? Like yeah. you'll see the multiple headlines. Um, yeah. Deadspin, I believe, wrote one. Bleacher Report wrote yeah. one. Yeah, I'm not um, alone in my. In no, my no, yeah, here. yeah. I mean, look, look, look. Could they have used some Mark Stewart representation? Yes. Right. 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 Um. Really quickly here, the I just want to touch on Golden State. Um, gave up thirty a thirty-one point lead. Yes, they did to the Clippers at home and in the Oracle. And 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 we talked about this uh, yesterday, and we were like, you know, yeah, they, they'll they'll the Patrick Beverly thing is going to go away real fast. It did not. It did not. It did not. He. Kevin Durant is like 15 inches taller than Patrick Beverly. Yeah. And he let this dude get him. He fouled out. Yeah. Now, if you, and you think about what Durant's been doing <clears throat> this season, it's just been more of what was last season as it relates to 16 technicals, 
Last two games, he got ejected. His, yeah. his last, I'm sorry, his last regular season game, he got ejected. And he got ejected at the end of the first playoff game against the Clippers, right. and then fouled out this game. Right. And 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 I think that in 21 points just hasn't been, uh, you know, hasn't been the the playoff Durant that we've that we've seen particularly in the finals. Uh, yeah. in, in games, I believe it was three and four is when he really stepped up. He he tends to go missing sometimes in, in some of these playoff games, but not but, enough uh, to lose the MVP. But go ahead. Yeah, well, because he's got Curry and, and he's got yeah, Draymond so and he's got yo. Well, but, but what they about still give it to him. But what about the the the, the injury to uh, <laughs> yeah to, that's to Cuz the cousins yeah and, and you know what's funny is like now all the pundits on all the uh, you they know, shows this win. morning they're going like what are they going to do this really hurts them I'm like yeah they, so they can't run out five all stars they're running out four now <laughs> seriously <laughs> no shut up not six because yeah. Iguodala was an all star yeah, so. yeah that's right yeah no I mean listen I think that I think the Warriors were vulnerable. It was going to take Kerr's best coaching job, Curry's best leadership job to keep this team sort of together. It just seems like it's just They're disjointed it's, just, right it's now. non-basketball related though cuz totally. cuz they lost that game yesterday not because not because of of anything else but they just quit. They didn't close out. You know, they didn't get yeah, yeah. they didn't close it was effort. It wasn't the it wasn't the Jimmys and the Joes per right. se. Right. It was it was effort and right. and and, and uh, I'm not gonna go down this road too tough, but if but if anybody knows, if my when my son is listening, he knows the one thing that I can't accept is no effort. Right. I can I can I can take a an aggressive mistake, you know, but I can't take effort mistakes. Right. You show up, you be ready to work. No, absolutely. Um. So the NBA playoffs are in full effect. We'll get to those a little bit more. We'll do some recaps on those. One of the things that we're gonna do. Uh, right now is uh, a couple of weeks ago we recorded uh, a segment. Um, that we've that yeah. we've actually done before called Heaven or Hell. Uh, that was really great. We never aired it, and so we want to air it now. So we're gonna we're gonna bring you back to that moment, and we're gonna air Heaven and Hell. So enjoy. This was uh, a lot of fun that we had. Yeah. Tribute. Hey, you know? Heaven or Hell, man. All right, all right. So, so see now, I want to say. I'm not prepared for any. I don't have any for you. This was something that you all did. So, all right. So we gonna get and and this is and guys. Y'all can help us too. Like yeah. So we gonna do this. So Prizzy, it, y'all Jack gotta have, y'all gotta y'all gotta represent for Jason in Jason's stead. So we gonna we gonna get everybody involved in this. Before you before you say it, if the listeners weren't here when we've done this uh, bit before, tell them what heaven or hell is. Just briefly. So so heaven or hell is basically we we play. The role of uh, yeah, judge, you can say it. In, judge the, in the afterlife, about yes, about your salvation, and so we want to know. Uh, and y'all can chime in, hit us up on Instagram. You know, way off, way off, uh, way off in on these, on this judgment. So basically, I, I shout a name out, and we decide whether or not we're going to heaven or hell based so, on their deeds, based on un, yeah, up to this point. Do. And it could be a fictional or real person. So, right. for an example, it could be Donald Trump. Y'all heaven or hell, of course. Okay, yeah. and so you can say heaven or hell. I don't imagine anyone outside of maybe Ivanka saying he's going to heaven. But hey, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like even the people that he's made money with. Like yeah. I don't even think Putin think that Donald going to heaven. But whatever. Yeah. So so all right. So he's going through hell. All right. So first one up in recent news. Tiger Woods, and he was on the first Heaven and Hell edition. Yeah. Tiger Woods. We're running him back. Tiger Woods. Well, his application was under review. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we did not have a verdict on Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods has since played another round with D- Donald Trump. So having said that, now he's had more time to evaluate Donald Trump as a man as if he didn't before. Tiger Woods, heaven to hell. I, 
don't know if the golf in and of itself. You got to. That's like six hours alone with him. And he chose to do it again. Like he could say he kind of got backed but into it. But you asking me, time. am I sending him to hell for it? Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, yeah. But, and but then you, I get the fact that all that stuff. Yeah. The infidelity and all that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like everything going I mean, we got to. We got to now. I mean, it's heaven and hell. It's everything. The fact that he did, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and uh, gonna go. I'm gonna put him at the at the gates of hell. The gates of hell. I'm gonna put him outside. So he the had gates. the first part. He had the gates calling his man. Like, like hey, hey, I'm outside. <laughs> can you let Can me you in? Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's at the gate. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> he's not all the way in, but he's trying. Jackson he's trying Joshua. Heaven and hell. Oh, we got another hell. That's two hells. Yeah, I got to go down. Three hells. Prizzy. Mixed by. Oh, he's going to hell. He's going to Because even if I say heaven, that's three to two. So, yeah. hey, Tiger, get your ass down <laughs> but, there. But I, said, but I did say he's outside the club. Oh, okay, calling his yeah, man, okay, talking about right. they giving me trouble. They say my name's all not right. on the list. So, 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 <laughs> all right. So, Liam Nielsen. I'm gonna say oh, heaven. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say heaven. Okay. I'm gonna, oh, this is why I'm gonna say heaven. Because he wanted to kill the black bastard. He did. He did. The black bastard. I wanted to kill the black bastard. <laughs> but hey, he know he ain't got no real skills. That's movie. You get your ass whooped, you with a roll. That's why it never happened. Because I know he probably walked past thirty black dudes that was like, nah, not that not one. That one. Nah, I ain't that I need, man. I need a tiny one. I ain't one. that man. I need a tiny one. <laughs> I need a little one. I need a little. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that Emmanuel Lewis? <laughs> I want to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> he going he gonna, where is Gary Coleman when you need him? <laughs> oh, he's already dead. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm out. I'm going back to the house then. I'm going back. Because if the two people ask, he go whoop. That's not in the movie. Yeah. You can't like, whoop. Yeah. Nah. I, the only thing is, in the, in, the, in the context of the whole story, though, he did. I think he did. Did he say he regretted it and like it didn't? It wasn't him. Or what he the? said he power walked it off. I think that's what he said. He walked it off. I, 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 so I apparently, you could walk off racism. Apparently, <laughs> I didn't, and I did not know but that. You, but you know, it's funny though. So maybe if Donald Trump walked briskly around the grounds of sixteen hundred, maybe he might be able to be a better president. You know what? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait. So we we ask, he's heaven. He's because he kind of repented, right? No, nah, just y'all like taking. That's all that is. Everybody like to take in movies. Don't nobody want to see <laughs> taking. Really said, I like taking. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I like hey, and I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. I like Love Actually. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Yeah, he had the son that was uh, played the drums for the girl to get her back, and they oh went, yeah, they went to the yeah. uh, the airport and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, hey. and if yeah, if y'all know anything about black people, and if we love your work, like R. Kelly, we'll forgive you. Yeah, I'm not forgiving. We'll, we'll forgive. So, okay, R. Kelly, heaven or hell? Hell, hell. Oh, hell. oh yeah, man. he's the one that Tiger's calling. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. So there's no Kills, come get me. I'm, so, hey, I'm right, out here. So they, R. Kelly wrote, "I believe I can fly part two, just as good." Nah, there's no, there's no, there's no song. There's no record. Come on, damn R. Kelly, damn Robert. So you might well just back away for the piano. There's no song, bro. All right, what about, let's say, uh, Herman Cain. Herman Cain is. Idiot, but I'm not ready to put him in. Did he do something new other no, than just be Herman Cain? No, Herman Cain. Yeah, Her, you know, Herman Cain. Before Republican. the election, I used to listen to Herman Cain's show because I just, he was an embarrassment. You know, he went to Morehouse? No. Can you believe that? Did they revoke all his, like, stuff? 
Hey, if somebody out there plugged in with Morehouse, let's see, how is Herman Cain revered amongst the, the hallowed halls down at is he a Morehouse man still or is he just with the man? Yeah, Herman Cain. So we say what? Heaven or hell? I, I mean, I don't know if he's done anything to deserve me to send him to the gates of hell other than just be a Republican. Is that I'm enough? Saying any no. Yeah, yeah, but but you know he he was cutting he's cutting the funding to the uh uh the, he cut the he's cutting the um, public uh, public housing funding and all that. No, that's not Herman Cain. Who is it? That's um Herman Cain got the radio show. No, no, that is Herman Cain. That's Herman Cain. No, we sending Herman Cain to hell. No, anyway, who's the, the the who's the guy the the, the the brain surgeon? Herman Cain. Oh yeah. Yeah, Big, Big Carson. Carson. Herman right. Cain Big Carson too. Big, Big Carson, Carson too. on the pizza place. Big Carson too. Uh, Herman Cain on the pizza Big place. Big Carson having a hell, taking away money from black folks. If he's doing that, he go down to hell and then get Tiger in. Yeah. Ben Carson having a hell. All right, all right. So I mean, if what you're saying is true, hey, I've not researched that. Hey, but if hey, he's hey. if he's fucking up yeah, the house, yeah, he for, definitely. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. <laughs> so let's, let's that just slipped out. That's how you know you curse in real life. Cause I have no control. Suge Knight. We already said Suge. We did. No, we didn't. Yeah, Suge on a previous. No, I never said on a previous episode. No, I didn't say uh, Suge Knight having a hell. We we never said that. We said Big Red. We never said uh, Suge Knight. Is there a difference? I'm. (laughs) So okay, Suge Knight. Yeah, he's come on. Did he kill him? But but he. I mean, the one that we know. The one that we know of. But he brought us Snoop Dogg. He ain't bring us Snoop. He signed, Snoop. he signed the death row. They started the label together. He helped and Suge helped Dre get out of the deal with Ruthless, and that would have never happened without Suge's <laughs> influence. No, 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 on Suge Knight. All right, oh, oh, all right. So, so, what about what about? Do y'all have an opinion on that? That's not okay. Yeah, that's not even enough to con- try to get a consensus in the room. He's All right. Not- what about what about Alonzo from Training Day? Mm. Al- Alonzo definitely, definitely <laughs> is in hell. Alonzo from Training Day going to hell. Think back Alonzo. on all the stuff Alonzo did. Yeah. Alonzo killed his man. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah, his homeboy, his drug homeboy. dealer. Yeah, and Talked took to the him. bread. Yeah. yeah, as he as he called it, cashing in the account. Yeah, hey, hey, he was, he was, he was, but, but, but. He probably took a lot of drugs off the street. Yeah, exactly. And this happened over time. He probably like, took a lot of criminals. That doesn't do Yeah, killing your man <laughs> and watching him bleed out and taking his money out the floorboards. <laughs> you're done, bro. You're out of here. All right. What about, what about Tony Soprano? Heaven or hell? Tony Soprano loved his, his kids. Hell, bro. Did a lot of. I've about seen fellas. One season, so I can't speak to it through the record. Prizzy. These fools over here like, I want season two. I want, I want season two of Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, come, hey, catch up into the 20 teens, brother. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I think he's in hell, though. Like, what he, a, what he got a, a lot of dirt on him. Prizzy? Tony Soprano? Come on. What are you sitting in heaven for? Yeah, like, why, why would he go to heaven? <laughs> I'm asking you, yeah. heaven or hell? Yeah, like, <laughs> Alonzo love his family. All right, what about what about Shonuff from The Last Dragon? He tried to take Bruce Leroy out. But not like out, out. But he wrecked his whole the whole pizza shop. That's messed up. That's just messed up, though. Hey. <laughs> it's messed up, but it's not it's not hell worthy. So Shonuff 
<laughs> I mean, and he thought Bruce Leroy was dead, but he caught the bullet in his teeth. Like he was with that, and he tried did to kill he shoot him. him. He tried no the uh, the other guy did Arcanian tried to shoot him. But How do you know so much about the Last Dragon because the Last Dragon is good pop culture. I saw Last Dragon at the movie theater. Me too. But my wife, How? my wife, I was like, I was like You're seven, like four. I was like seven years no, old. No, I was like seriously, bro. Like I was like four, like thirteen. I was like yeah, in the seventh it, or eighth grade. Yeah, I was in the second grade. Why were you? Who, were you with your parents? I was with a group of people from the trailer park in Lynchburg. Oh, there yeah, you yeah. go with your Lynchburg. <laughs> That's why I saw it. Take a whole bunch. That's of why. And, black it, and I'm gonna tell you something. It was whack too, cause like I thought I was gonna be able to spend the night with the whole crew, and they didn't let me spend the night in the trailer. So I went to the movies. But when it was time to everybody had to sleep over, I had to go back to my grandma's house. Oh, uh, your grandma was like, no, no dice. No, nah, they was like, no. Nah. The mama was like, no. Nah, not like you. They, not me, yeah. You bad. It was messed up. So yeah. I had to walk the 30 feet back to my grandmother's house. The trailer park was right next to my grandmother's house. So it was a sad walk. And I I was looking at the trailer out the window like, I know they in there turning up. <laughs> <laughs> and they were. All right. So what about Vito and Michael Corleone? Heaven or hell? Okay. So, yes, to both of them. Hell. Oh, okay. <laughs> both of them. Yeah. No, because, well, Michael, first of all, Michael, Michael's gone from, like, just killing Salato in the, in the, in the cop. Yeah. Now, they might have deserved it, but he was out. He was done. And he killed his then, brother. He killed Fredo. Then he killed his brother, and then who, I can't But remember. he waited until after his mom died. I'm just saying he had respect. It was mad respect. How's that respect to kill your own brother? Well, I'm Who's just he, he respected his mother. He had mad respect for his mother. And I think he respected Kate, right? His wife? No, he clearly did not respect Kate. He didn't. I thought that it was Kate. There was all He me too her. In the hotel, didn't he? Oh, did he? Did he? Yeah, oh, you could do that back in the day. Yeah, but I mean she was out of line. She was way out of line. You know, but so, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. So, heaven to hell, Vito and Michael Corleone. And, and didn't, what didn't, about, what didn't about Vito? Vito didn't what about Vito, Vito, after saying, Vito got up in the meeting and say, if anybody here seeks vengeance, it won't be me, and then killed. Yeah. And did he kill everybody, or was that, was that Michael? Michael. It was his plan. Yeah, it was his plan. Michael yeah. killed those plans. Michael so. killed everybody. At the end, was it at the end? At of the, the end of one. Yeah, at the end of one. But that yeah. was Michael's. But it was Michael and Vito they, they playing together. together. Yeah. yeah, they hatched it. Yeah, I guess. Man, and he man. killed his. Michael killed his brother. He killed his brother. Yeah, oh, wait a minute! But he yeah, was beating up his. Know, yeah. He was beating. And he set up Sonny. Yeah, yeah. But he was beating up his Sonny sister. Sonny was stupid. He Sonny was a hothead. Sonny was stupid. All right, so I didn't put this on. Sonny, having a hell. Sonny really went to, I don't think Sonny went to hell because Sonny, Me neither. Sonny didn't stay long enough right. alive to actually do nothing ill. Yeah, and he was never in charge. And he was never in charge. He, he never, never ordered anything. He was just a little bit of a He came up in the family business. Yeah, he was a philanderer. Philanderer. And, yeah. as, and, and, and he we, was a philanderer. And, 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 I don't know if moving around on his wife is enough. To play. That's not hell. No, no. I, saw, I think Sonny is in hell sad because Vito and his brother... I mean, Sonny, I mean, Sonny is in heaven with sad, his mom. Looking, with his, definitely with his mom looking yeah. down on Vito yeah. and Michael, and he's trying to work out a deal. There's no deal with, to work with, out. With, with Jesus Christ to see, like, look, come on. Come on. He got a good heart. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, but he ain't in. Okay. What about, um, what, what, what about, since we lost that line, what about Michael? Michael. Uh, not Michael, but um, uh, the, 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 the half brother, Tom Hagen. Oh, the con- consigliere. Yeah, the conciliary. 
Man, I just I see he was complicit. He was complicit in in all the stuff. Yes, that's what I was saying. He signed off time. Uh, yeah, Tom well, I don't know if he did up, that. But he knew, but, but that he was, was part of Vito everything. orchestrated that too. He just right. took took him to word, and then all right, so all right, so 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 I'm gonna do two more and we out. So what about Salazzo? Salazzo. <laughs> what about Fat Clemenza? Clemenza's in heaven because he was fat. You can't really like, and he was like kind of like a schlep. He wasn't. He was just like a good soldier. Yeah, Clem, yeah, Clemenza wanted his own family. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's all. He was just trying to, you know what I'm saying? And he killed mad people for them because he just was trying to like. Yeah, they, like hey, dude. they got uh, Clemenza got uh, uh, got the brother-in-law. Yes, yeah, and he should have. Yeah, I wanted. To, does that make me have to go there because I want the brother-in-law to die? The brother-in-law well, the was and a he punk. said I'm Sonny, and he was smacking her around. Yeah, and the thing after she had cooked and all of that. That was messed up. I know. That was a, and, and that was hard for me to watch. Yeah, and that he, was hard. And he beat her with a belt. What is that? I, That's I disrespect. Say, I ain't saying that God wanted him to die, but God couldn't. Could want? He wanted to punish him though. I'm gonna yeah, say that. Set up, he set up Sunday. What about too. Tony Montana? Heaven or hell? Hell, definitely. Tony, wait a minute. Tony came over here from Cuba, yeah, escaping a communist care. regime, trying to make the best for his life. And he did say that wife, that woman and her kids, when he, like, stopped the car from blowing up, he was like, nah, no women, no kids. He did do that. He did do that. He did do that. All right, so Prizzy, we're going to start with you. Prizzy, heaven or hell, Tony Montana. I think when you start taking lives, man, I think that's just the, and that's then the he, deal breaker. And then Tony had mad love for his mom. He tried to come through with the dough. But his mom, but his mom is a great example of why he's going to hell because his mom was kind of straight and narrow on the line and knew that he wasn't nothing. But he was trying to, but what was he supposed to do? He was a dishwasher, man. He took a shot and he made it. All right. Fellas, Tony Montana. Jackson Joshua, sorry, not the fellas. Jackson and Joshua, heaven or hell. Tony Montana, man. I'm going heaven. Bam, we got one, one. I go hell. Oh, 2 one. Lives. Too many lives. He, I mean, he's in hell. Yeah, like, Tony. All right, last one. The sensei of the Cobra Kai who told uh, Johnny to, to sweep, sweep the, the leg. leg. Yeah, on Danielson. When he knew his leg was already, well, now it wasn't busted. Yeah, it was busted up. His leg up. was definitely busted. Yeah, it busted up. Yeah. I think he was a dick, but you don't get to go to hell for being a dick. But I mean, but okay, what part of his personality is deserves redemption? I mean, he was an asshole. Yeah, he was. The, and, and he wanted to like that. Danielson was a minor. You out here telling other minors to permanently injure other minors to get a trophy? First of all, he didn't want him permanently injured. If he said his leg, he, he wanted he to sweep the leg there. so that he can win the tournament. But his leg That's was already broke. How, but it, but you think that he well, thought my was man thinking about kicking that? And screaming. He didn't say my man and kicking and screaming told him to go out there and break their but, clavicles. <laughs> but he didn't say don't injure it permanent he said sweep, sweep the, leg. the leg and then the kid was like what, what? yeah he yeah, was like you got, a, you got a problem with that yeah nah, that's messed up hey get the win <laughs> get the win I'm old school yo <laughs> get the win alright okay I'm not sending him to hell we got heaven day. for Cobra Kai <laughs> I, I, I'm Cobra not, Kai sensei he's outside of who heaven. was telling other minors to permanently injure other minors he, and you they, they didn't use the word permanent it was implied you keep using it was the word implied. permanent it was implied he it was inferred get the win but at, at that cost get the win Jackson Joshua get the win heaven did hell. he get the win no did he sweep the leg he's he, 
Yeah, yeah, he did. He should have swept it harder. That's messed up. So you might all right, heaven to hell your father. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're done. Hey, thank y'all. Yo, how are you gonna ask? Like, literally, how are you gonna like ask my son if I should go to heaven or hell? Because you can't be I just think it's weird for you to think that it's cool for a sensei to try to hurt a child permanent. Because I'm I'm all about the winning. Well listen. Listen, what is that? I hope y'all enjoyed that Heaven or Hell segment. It was really funny. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was amazing. Um, Rob, you a fool. Like, I had to give you all the credit for that. You came up with that skit, that 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 segment, and uh, you do a great job with that. So, um, and we're going to come back. We'll, we'll bring that every now and then uh, just as a little, like, diversion. For yeah, and if y'all got some people you want us to yeah. ask, just, you know, just add us on it. I mean, put it up underneath our Instagram or, or call us. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was literally just about to say, um, before we sign out, um, always, as always, tune in, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, and most importantly, go check us out at YouTube. We have full episodes on YouTube. And do us a favor, and I'm not, clearly I'm not, um, it's not beneath me to to pander a little bit. Um, please leave us some comments Give us a review. Rate our show. Like, like whatever it is. I'm not asking you to rate it beautifully. Don't say shit negative, though. <laughs> rate our, rate <laughs> <laughs> Only positive comments. Yes. Put reviews on Apple Podcasts, uh, comments on the uh, YouTube, because it gives us feedback. And um, Because we see the numbers. Like, the numbers are growing. We're doing really well in that respect. But we want to hear from you. Um, hit us on Instagram, at StatLinesMatter. Our Facebook page, StatLinesMatter. Uh, call us. One of the things that we're running, we're leading up. We're taking questions. The best questions that we uh, that we hear, we're gonna put on the air, put on our show, and we're gonna send you out a Statlines Matter hoodie or T-shirt uh, starting in May. So we're a couple weeks out from that, but in May we're gonna be once a week passing out really dope uh, hoodies and T-shirts. Um, so you can get the gear. You have the gear. You have the same stuff that we have. Um, so again, that number is 404-500-9017, 404-500-9017. Text it or leave it on the voicemail. Leave it on the voicemail, we'll play it on the air so you can hear yourself and we'll shout you out and all that good stuff. Um, leave comments, subscribe to YouTube channel. This is Stat Lines Matter. This is my boy, Rob Hunter. I am Mark Stewart. We are out. Peace. Say it to my face. I ain't care for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my. Say it to my face.